Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec. Today, we're talking about a topic that I find quite intriguing. It's about people who make a huge impact but are relatively unknown or, or are completely unknown. And I'll let Fuliana explore that a little bit further. Thanks, Kim. It is intriguing for me as well, but the good news is these people that we never heard of, we're hearing of a lot more now. Thanks for the internet, thanks for social media, we're hearing a lot more. What I'm going to use a couple of examples of ones that were new to me and shame on me that I should have known before and my take on it. Did you know the guy who invented the seatbelt in the car and saved many, many lives? Well, apparently the seatbelt, the, the, the lap one, has been around for many, many years. But in about 1958, a man called Nils Bolin, N-I-L-S-B-O-H-L-I-N, he's actually working at Volvo for many years, and he came up with the three-point belt, which is the one we use now. And that saved many, obviously, lives. we know about that because initially it wasn't compulsory and then it became compulsory and around the world. Now, he was super dedicated to safety and it was his passion for safety that made that happen. Also, the fact that in this example, this got spread to the rest of the car industries. It was shared with other manufacturers. And to me, that's quite powerful is that we let safety come first, not just business. Until this day, we're using that same belt. <laughs> and some of us, I'm talking, putting my hand up, didn't know it was Nils Bolin. So I felt it's important that I share that, and for those who know it, great. For those who don't, it's good. And to, to say just a, a thing about when you are in a position where you recognise someone who broke new grounds, and it doesn't have to be as big as the seatbelt. It can be anything from coming up with a new idea at work. It could be about changing a part of a process that made a big difference. So we should communicate, celebrate, and learn from that. Where we fall down in organisations is that those little changes, the little improvements that do significantly impact time, money, resources, human resources in a lot of cases, that we take them on board and we accept them. And then six months later, that the fact that we did it a different way is completely forgotten because this new process is so more streamlined, improved, you know, gets better results, whatever it is. Because it's a little change, you know, it might just be a change in the in a form. For a lot of organisations, still use forms. Yeah, <laughs> there might be a simple change in the form that makes it easier to read or easier to process for, for data operators, whatever it is. We don't acknowledge who made that change, even though at the time we might say, "Well, thanks, that's a great change," and that's all that happens. But there's no historical recognition. Mm. There's there's no roll call of changes. You know, with a, with a quality management system, obviously you see all of the revisions of something, but yeah. it doesn't say who did it. And it doesn't, doesn't necessarily measure the impact of that change, only that a change was made on that date and this was the change. So interesting to look back, just to take a snapshot of an organisation, one time when you've got the team together and you're looking at 
how you're doing things is to say, well, let's just have a look back at how this process was done 10 years ago. Mm. Because in doing that, you're not just looking at how it was done, but who did it and what changes did they make? You know, what were the developments? Because out of that looking back at that process, something might well trigger for today that you need to go back to, that you need to change again, that hasn't been implemented. No change was suggested that wasn't implemented for whatever reason. And so that process of review gives you an opportunity to acknowledge the changes again and to remind everyone in, in your team that change is a good thing. We can, ex- we can em- embrace change. We can make changes happen, little ones as well as big ones, and that suggesting change is not a bad thing because that's the other part of it is that if you're in a, a process that has worked well for a long time and you're not in an organisation that reviews processes necessarily, and this is a, something that's been brought to my mind in the past week because I am involved with an organisation that doesn't look at their processes unless they absolutely have to. And, and new people have come into the organisation and they don't know the process. And so they're looking at them to learn them and they're questioning them. And that then meant that the, the others in the organisation that have been around for a while have started to say, well, maybe we should look at them. It just haven't, hasn't been a priority, haven't felt the need to, but now we do need to. And in, even in doing that, they're not acknowledging the person who suggested it. They're, they're acknowledging that the process needs something. Yes. We still have to go back to acknowledging that it's people that will drive the process and people that need to review the process. So it's oh. all about coming back to the people and acknowledging them. Yeah. I also want to share another example, which is tie up with a lot of things that Kim, you just said about building on initial idea. There is another person called Philo, P-H-I-L-O, Farnsworth, F-A-R-N-S-W-O-R-T-H. In 1927, he managed to transmit an image in a straight line through the air. And he had, if you like, this was very exciting. Even the picture was blurry. It was a, So he was able to, that was the very first time anybody ever done anything like that and it was blurry and he called it image dissector because it was blurry anyway when you look back he in fact invented the television so that was the beginning that was the first time ever but whenever you talk about who invented television you often hear the the name of john logie l-o-g-i-e bed logie bed l-o-g-i-e-b-a-i-r-d he gets the credit well he was one of the pioneers of televisions but much more of a businessman he was the first to demonstrate um, color tv in 1928 philo turned down offers to buy out the patents and started his own business and could not compete with the big guys. So to me, the first one was that guy, the safety belt was given as the passion for safety and shared with others. In the television one, it seemed to me like you sometimes have to remember, I might be the ideas person, I'll come up with an idea, but I need the business acumen as well. Maybe it meant nothing to Phil or whether he 
warranted or not, but I'm saying the recognition is warranted no matter what. Whether he wants it or not, I think he did it and he has to be recognized for it. But on the other hand, is he didn't end up being made the biggest money <laughs> because other people, he couldn't compete with their resources and the big companies, etc. So keep in mind that you can combine your strength of maybe innovating in this case to implementing in another to turning it into a success story, to make it into a money-making opportunity, if appropriate. I think in terms of a team, that's very important to remember that you're going to have, and you should have in your teams, people who are the, the starters, the ideas people, who will come into a meeting and say, we should do it this way. And when you say to them, well, how will that happen? They say, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how it will happen, but that's how it should be done. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. And in, in the process of you know, making a big impact, if you implement whatever that idea was, you'll actually work through and find out how you can do it and implement it. The person who came up with the idea, as well as those who actually did the physical work to make it happen, are the ones that have to be acknowledged. And I think sometimes, as in this second case, we, we discount where the idea came from and we acknowledge that the, the idea was implemented. And, and how it was implemented. Yeah. We talk about the implementation rather than the idea itself. And I guess the other thing that comes to my mind too is that sometimes in in teams you will get people who have lots of ideas who don't want to be acknowledged, who don't yeah. want to put their hand up or their head up and, and have the risk of it being knocked off. They will suggest things, but they will also say, I don't, you know, it's not my idea. It's just something I read, something I heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just thinking this the other day and, you know, I don't know how to do it. And they almost hop out of their little burrow and they give you the idea and they shoot back inside so that they can't be associated with it. That's just a matter of you as a leader or as a manager understanding that that's them mm-hmm. and that you within the team you acknowledge it, but externally outside it, because it is their choice, then you don't acknowledge it to, to any greater extent and it just becomes a team activity rather than an individual suggestion. You just find a way to do it to their liking, if you like. If they are no fuss type of people, as you said, don't make a big party over it, but do it in a way that they know that you appreciate it, that they made a difference in a way they'll be comfortable with. Because that then means that they will be happy to continue to suggest things because that's what you want from those people. Whoever gives you an idea, it's an idea that, that has occurred to them for a reason. You know, they don't just yes. pull ideas out of the air and think, oh, well, I'll disrupt the meeting by suggesting this. You know, that, that's yes. just what, what happens in a good team. Yes. So let's acknowledge, first of all, that the idea has come from somewhere mm. and, and perhaps the first thing to explore with those people who don't know how to implement an idea is to say, well, why? What brought you to this suggestion? Why do you think this needs to be done? What will the outcome be for us as a team, not you know, not longer term, not not bigger picture, but in terms of, of making that happen, where will we see the, the yeah. change, the improvement, the, the, the better process, whatever it is, so that everyone starts to think along that same line because we all think differently and we all think, you know, ideas occur to us differently. So what for me might look like a, a good idea about getting breakfast ready the night before because it softens up but usually whatever it is, you know, tip of the day if I just go out into the kitchen and I say I'm just going to get breakfast ready Mm. well the rest of the people in the household will look at me like I'm 
from Mars because yeah. they're not thinking the same way I am. They don't understand the process that I'm going to go through and the benefit that I will get at the end of it. So I have to say, you know, I have to just be a bit broader in the, you know, I'm making breakfast now because by the morning it will have softened up to the point where it will be really the way you want it, yeah, and, and better than if I did it in the morning, and that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. And so you leave them with that idea and, mm. and the process that you're going to go through. So it's future benefit meaning, you know, so. Yeah. This is the feature, this is the benefit for me, and that means that it's going to be a better breakfast. And let others use their own thought processes to see whether that works for them or whether something else might work for them. So it might mean, you know, in that simple process, it might mean yeah. that rather than make it the night before, they decide that they will get up an hour earlier or they'll make the breakfast before they do something else in the morning rather than just get up and do other things and then go and, and make the breakfast. So, so it opens up opportunities for any process to for people you know if you talk about how you're thinking about the process and the change mm. you're going to make or you would like to make in a the process then it opens up the thinking for others to throw in their thoughts with their process their thought processes so that you can refine it to get the best outcome possible it's the basis of, of how we look at quality systems is that we all talk about how we do the process and we look at and fine-tune that into getting the best process that anyone can follow, regardless of what they know about the process. I think if you want to know more about those people that done fantastic things well before our time, just Google it and then share the bits that appeal to you, share the bits that it meant something to you or you had an, um, something out of it and what you got out of it. We're always happy to hear from you. So that is how we think about people making a huge impact but are relatively unknown in terms of the, the world at large as well as our own teams. Well, now I'm Kim Bailey. She's Juliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec.